You have to enunciate. Enunciate your words. How's it going, team? Welcome to Base Street Podcast episode 50. 50. We made it. First big milestone. Um, well, first mini milestone of mini many milestone. more to come. Yes. Um, super stoked to be on episode 50 with my man, Simon. Yeah, and I'm pretty pumped because I've just coached a couple classes and I get very excited after class. Uh, um, and it just kind of stuck. And then like when he just kept, yeah, it was episode 50. And then you posted some stuff on Instagram the other day about ask, people asking questions. And I just kind of sat at home and went, fuck, we're done 50 episodes. Yeah, it's it, crazy. It's like, cool. I know it's, you see like Joe Rogan's on like 1,500 and you're just like, oh man, that's a lot of work to do. But then one a week for 50 weeks is pretty consistent. Um, I am very proud of what we've done so far. Yeah. Um, I'm very proud of, we're very excited about what, is to come with the future of the podcast mm-hmm. um looking to make some changes to up our game a little bit in the next couple of weeks to enhance the experience for the listeners yeah and, and yeah and like i said i'm super proud of this and kind of what we've kind of gone through and just kind of built this up and a lot of it, it was just people kept asking us stuff and we just wanted to have a converse well people just kept asking well, well why don't we just record what we're right. talking about and i'm big on and i'm uh, be on connection like so yeah. i really enjoy this one time yeah. a week just to come and discuss a topic that's of interest to me and then mm-hmm. the whole point of this was when we started it was just me hijacking your training time every time you came to the gym and <laughs> spending an hour just talking about oh but this and, oh, and this and this and this and we're like fuck we should record this and give it to people and it'll be valuable and yeah here we are 50 episodes later um so plan for today is we're going to go through just some kind of metrics on, I think it'd be cool to share some stats about our most listened episode, yep. um, uh, amount of listeners we've had. We're on, we had 6,000 listens. 6,000 listens. Which across 50 episodes, average over 100 an episode. But I'm finding more and more now people comment on the episode like, oh, like this week, like at least like a handful of people went to me. It's just like, oh, I listened to your podcast on this yeah. and, it, and it made me think about this. I'm like, good, that's what we want. And that's I, what we want to have. And I love that because it's, it, it's, allowing them to kind of process what mm. we've talked about and then they ask questions. And I always think like, you know, people ask a question, but it's like, oh, but I don't really find an answer. I'm like, well, we need to ask a better question. And yeah. I think so I think the way I see it is we're kind of facilitating that. But also I think you, if you've created more questions out of the questions you're answering, so if, I, if someone's like, I want to know this and we answer that and then all of a sudden like oh yeah but then what about this it's like that's the point because you're making people understand and be more aware and, and open curious up to, yeah more curious and, and I th- being and, curious and open are key yeah and open up their like uh, ideology of what is possible so people aren't so dogmatic as uh, like well this is this right it's just like well yeah it is but it's also that and this so mm-hmm. i think that's a big part of trying to constantly have good conversations and yeah. keep a very open mind and be very forward yeah. thinking about what it is you're trying to do with stuff and i always try that like almost have the curiosity of a kid yeah. um i read this book is like a kind of a short stories on like philosophies famous philosophies around the world called sophie's world mm. it's amazing and one of them is just like hey, just i wonder if ha- sophie's read it maybe we, we can ask her but then but the whole idea is this having this curiosity as a kid because there's there's no fear there's no restriction in, in their imagination but just have it like when they see a flower, like wow. When they yeah. see like a car, like whoa. And it works where we see a flower, like man. And so it's just having that curiosity, but then having that is that's why they, they ask these questions. Well, why can't why? we not do that? And why? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> and I think, and when you ask yourself why that much, you dig in, you know, you, you, you scratch the itch, but you just go, you get through some of the layers, which are maybe that it was either you were protecting yourself or, but when you really dig into why it's important for you, it, it, one if it's in training it, it it like you have this consistency and this drive that maybe you've never seen before if it's um you know why you 
you know, you really stick into your nutrition protocol or a better lifestyle versus like on the weekend, go fuck it. We're going to go on a brunch. So it's just like, exactly like those, those little things, but it all started from one thing. It's just, you know why you're doing something now. And then it's funny if you ever go through that and we've, we did a whole episode on this and I've been through the journey recently with my mentor and he's just mm. like, okay, why? And then you're like, well, because of this. Okay. Well, why that? Well, because of this. And it's like, well, why that? Well, this, and you're getting like more and more frustrated because you're getting more passionate about the why. And it's just yep. like, okay, but why? Why is that important to you? And then mm-hmm. you get to this point where you're like, because this, and this is why. And you find this like, fuck, this is so important to me. So then, and from there you can break down, okay, so that's what's really important to you. And that's why you want to train or that's why you want to do this thing. So it doesn't matter if you don't do that thing. And a lot of time people hold on to things that they feel are important or feel things, things they feel they should care more about because society deems that as an important thing, but it doesn't mean shit to them. So you can actually no. let go of that thing and just focus on what's important to you. So if it, if it means, for example, like the reason you train is for this, mm-hmm. then it doesn't mean you can't go out and have a burger at the weekend. No. So I think that's really... And, but, you, but you're doing it for you, and, and, and but then a lot of the times you see people and they think, they, they almost like they create an image of what people should see them as. It becomes identity. Yeah. When I'm like, well, that's not you. No, exactly. Just no. be you. Well, that was a cool tangent. Yeah. Welcome to the episode, episode 50. <laughs> Woo! Uh, yeah, so we're just going to go through a couple of highlights of the episode. I think that was one of them. I think that was something we've covered in a bunch of different episodes, and we did That's a whole recurring. episode specifically on that about yeah. what's your why. I think it's something very important. Um, it's something that I've realized lately as well is um, it's one of almost like something that I'd d- d- not necessarily of value, but something that's important to me is understanding your motives and understanding why you're working towards something. Yep. I think that's something, a, a highlight that I've learned for myself, not just on the podcast for the last 50 episodes, but the importance of helping people find their why is a very big thing as well. Yeah, for sure. And it's uh, one, I've seen you that do that. We've had conversations off air with like working with your mentor and things like that. And like personally, I can see like this, like the shift and it's how you know you spending time on some things that you really do wanted to work on you can really just kind of see that like those gears start really turning and like almost like you're you've always had a very high standard but now you're it's just like it's laser focused now which is pretty cool to see yeah man okay so who wants to know what the most listened to episode is it's going to be a pretty interesting one. What do you, well, one, before we even give you the answer, who do you, what do you think it is? Well, yeah, you're probably not going to be listening to this live. So just play this game along at home. Yeah. Okay? Two questions. Which episode do you think is the most listened to episode? I'm going to give you the top five in no particular order. Our top five episodes are uh, First Lady and Head Honcho. That was episode 10. Um, John Britton, episode 16. Boom. That was about F45 and pull-ups. Mm-hmm. Nutrition Myths, uh, episode 25. Episode 44, Matt Sohaj. Or episode 3, Kyra Brennan. Which one of those do you think is the most listened to episode? And how many listens? So play this game. I'm gonna, we're gonna, I'll give you like three more minutes from now. And I'll give you one minute to think yeah. about it now. You've got one minute to think which of those five episodes is the most listened to episode and how many and just put it in perspective we already gave you a bit of a clue we've had six thousand listens since we started total yeah, work that out work out math, um, but, math but yeah listen to there's clues in there so yeah. we spoke about the episodes before and listen to the episode numbers that would give you a clue as well <laughs> so you've got about another 30 seconds um you uh which was the new who was the new mi- nutrition myths one 
Was that me and you? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think that like everyone else has been someone, and actually, I haven't been there for Guess. all of them. I was, say, oh, I was there for Max. That one wasn't. You were for Max, and yeah. you went for that one. Oops. But that was old school. So yeah. um, back then, so I think, yeah, all of those episodes, only episode 44 the max one was actually on the new setup all the other ones yeah. were on the really poor sound quality like the Kay. one microphone whilst we were like with the yeti together yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeti. there it is there yeah, i miss those days when we were touching legs touching legs touching legs. um <laughs> all right that's your minute so what did you come up with was it john britton was it nutrition myths was it first lady was it max ohaj or was it cara brennan what do you say so it was actually currently still Cara Brennan, episode three, is the most listened to podcast with 214 listens. I'm pretty sure she's 200 of them. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> it was it's a, our longest episode, be our most listened to episode, and um, a fucking absolutely fantastic listen. Because that's the one she just came back from the Kia Cora yeah, thing. Yeah, that right? was the Cora 51 episode. Um, 214 listens. Well, this is where it gets interesting. So that was episode three, 214. Yeah. Max, which is episode 44, uh, a more recent one, is 213. So one more listen. So Kari, go listen. listen to your episode a couple more times to create that gap again. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, First Lady Head Hon Show, episode 10 was next on 176. And then Nutrition Myths, 166. Where's the time then, when I interviewed you? Um, is it there? Man, that wasn't that interesting. I no thought one, it was. I thought it was cool. No one wants to know about me. What? Um I mean, it was definitely wasn't I, top I, five. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Anyway, so. But it's what I find interesting is we put something out in the first week, it picks up like 70 to 100 listens. Yeah. And then like when you look back through them now, they're all on like 150, 100, like 140 plus. Uh, yeah, there it is, 144. Episode okay. eight. Eight. Games Retail. Wow, what eight. else we got? Tarek's second episode. Dr. Paul. No one listened to the Dr. Paul episode. What? 54. You got to bring Paul back. And Matt Fitch, guys, you need to go listen to the Matt Fitch episode, episode four. He ran 270 kilometers. What? Yeah. That's See, Simon didn't even hear that one. Go listen to that one. That one's awesome. Um, Ouch. Yeah. All right. Cool. Sweet. All right. So that's kind <laughs> of like a review of our last 50 episodes, the, the top 50. The other thing we wanted to do for this episode is go through some listener questions. We had some really good ones, and I've left a bunch of time for this because we can go in depth on a bunch of these they're real good yes um sam why don't you kick us off with this one from aziz this was a real good question and i get asked this all the time and i have like a standard answer but i think you'd be more qualified to answer this is, well, what, what, question what? is would you recommend doing the level one if you don't intend to coach so what do you what, what do you say normally so i i often tell people is like um, it's based on the individual. Mm -hmm. If it's somebody who I know has been doing CrossFit for like seven years or six years or something, and I've known them for a, a long time, I'd say go and do it. Um, and it will put into perspective a lot of the stuff you already know and help you understand it better. If it's people like, oh, I've been doing CrossFit for like six months and um, they're like, yeah, I'm really into it. I'm going to go and say, yeah, go and do it. And then just like, the reason being is if you're doing it a long time, with a good coach, you're probably going to know if you've got a good coach, a, good. a lot of the stuff's going to be familiar. So yeah. put what you've learned into perspective. Whereas if someone who's new to it is just like, go, but just be very open-minded with it and understand that what you're going to learn on the seminar is not necessarily what you're going to see day-to-day -day in a CrossFit gym. No, I think not. people come and come off a course and they're like, oh, but they said do this. It's just like, yeah, I'm sh which is true to a certain degree, but slowly, slowly implement yeah. the motions. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think especially if people aren't looking to coach, Emily? Sorry, hi. Do we have another? Yeah, it's here. We're using it. 
Keep we're just we I've got you. Don't worry. Ah. What do you want? Uh, that's episode fifty interruptions. <laughs> um, go for cool Eminem. <laughs> oh no, Fifty Cent. Let's put. I don't know what that is. All right, we'll just have changing some music for Emily. Cool. Thanks for knocking though, Em. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so quick answer for that question. Uh, for me, it's, it's short answer. Yes. Um, from a coach, of course, but from a non-coaching side of things, the. Um, a lot of it is it's a, if you just want to go and learn about it and kind of see it from its, I would say, purest essence of it and really understanding why we do certain things. Um, like, hey, why do we have certain combinations of movements? Why do we do um, a short workout and a long workout? Why do we do a heavy day isolated in a way? And then from there, just like, you know, what, what does really, what does CrossFit mean? How do we actually break it down? Um, we have a definition for fitness like what does that actually mean like a lot of people just go oh i always say in the start of my lectures like well if you look in the dictionary the definition of fitness is the state of being physically fit mm. like this what is it like how do we measure that so that's one thing i really respect to the crossfit terminologies and a lot of the messages they use is it's a much better explanation than yeah. what is currently out there in most areas yeah and 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 like you know no one's been able to challenge that definition yet um and like you know crossfit is fun because we vary things we work out hard you get coached and that's in essence what it is so that's like like some of the big theory side of things and we'll dive into programming at a more of a basic level um and we talk about like if we look at an hour class this is generally what the lesson structure is going to be like we dive into some basics on nutrition um you guys will do a, a shit ton of moving um but really just moving and trying to get the quality of movement up and um a lot of it is showing you how effective a pvc pipe is you don't have to lo add loads of weight so yeah. um so the answer is yes it, and a lot of it is just is if you want to go and learn and, and learn crossfit as a system and the method and why we do certain things i think is great um if you want to have a cool educational learning experience amazing go do that um but yeah, I, I, basically I would say it, it's yes if you just kind of want to learn about CrossFit and from its truest sense. Yeah, like I said, I think is you're going on a course where the subject is specifically CrossFit. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for it for like a training uh, to educate yourself on training, it's not necessarily going to be this, it, the same as what's in a lot of necessarily other courses or other literatures because it is obviously a specific training methodology. So if yep. you're, for example, doing CrossFit daily and you're in a CrossFit gym working out, then it's gonna be very relevant to what you're doing. If you go into it and you're not necessarily doing CrossFit for a training program and you're gonna do the CrossFit, then maybe you may not, it may be new stuff to you, maybe may be unfamiliar stuff. Um, yeah, I would say some of the, like, the theory stuff that like us when we dive into our definitions i would say that's stuff maybe you you maybe you may have heard in passing but let me just kind of really dig into a lot more um the programming side you'd see it from you'll see pieces of it mm. um from the gym because the programming is the day-to-day -day application of it um uh, and then the coach um kind of will run the classes based on the programming and it's yeah. and it's interesting and that's why crossfit is very unique because it's so open and that's why you're seeing like every gym you go to is all slightly different programming, but it's, it's some sort of expression of CrossFit. It will give you a good overview of what yeah. most gyms run as a yeah. standard program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 
and that's like, you know, I always say, hey, good CrossFit classes and good CrossFit gyms will do three things really well. And it generally, that's a very good expression of what CrossFit is. If you're coming into the class, you're having fun, you're getting coached and you're working out hard, boom, it ticks all boxes. I hope that answers your question, Aziz. And I hope you go and book on a level one with Simon. There's one next week and there's one, I think there's one in March. All right, next week, uh, Aziz, get on that. (laughs) Okay, next question, James Wright. Will Craig qualify for Elfit? That's Most a no-brainer. definitely. Yeah. Definitely. When does it qualify for that? Uh, they've already released the first two. Okay. One more to go. Oh. Um, yeah, I've done the first two. I've had a little play of them. Uh, I'm not a one and done open workout no. type of guy. I'm like, do it once, see how it feels, and then revise that, have a plan, and have a proper attempt at it. So I'll try those again next week. Um, but no, I didn't get a freebie ticket, unlike some teams. <clears throat> <laughs> they got random wildcard tickets from like three random years ago with a, with a different team but yeah what um anyway okay favorite dessert because there's two there's two more questions in there that are going to be long-winded questions that i'm gonna okay so favorite dessert, i'm a big fan of just a beautiful chocolate chip cookie yeah a good cookie. good cookie like a ben's cookie or something yeah yeah so well i was because i was in new york and we went to this a place called culture coffee great coffee uh-huh. but their cookies were out of this world and they had like it was cookie it was freshly made and they sprinkled like sea salt on it and oh my, or himalayan sea salt, and it was fuck me it was yeah. amazing so uh, if i had to pick one it'd be a cookie yeah i don't i'm not a desserts type of person no i'm more savory too if i had to like something on the menu or if i was going to go out and get something sweet i'd probably find like a decent ice cream okay like a like an over the top loaded um like a ben and jerry's what was the uh the night show one what's the guy's name night show <sighs> what's the guy's name i'm blanking on this guy's name uh, jimmy Col- fallon oh okay jimmy fallon i think it was jimmy fallon anyway jimmy fallon did like a flavor of ben and jerry's and it had like peanut butter cups and cookie dough and caramel swirl and like everything and it was fully loaded over the top i wouldn't usually choose something like that but wow. every now and again i'm like yeah all in so yeah maybe something gross and ice creamy cool um you lick graham you lick you lick graham i don't know who you are man but they said good luck so thanks man appreciate, appreciate it man i hope you're enjoying it <laughs> and then there's three there's three questions and um they're all very similar in nature, but all slightly different, but we're just gonna take this as one question. And Maha asks, when to know to rest or when to take a rest day? Asha asked, when to listen to your body, what does that actually mean? So that's not necessarily resting or training, but when to push. And then Kat asked a really good question about overtraining. So maybe we'll just use that as the theme for all three of these questions. Yeah, um, where do you wanna start? So we've got rest day, Listening to your body. Listen to the body and overtraining. Okay, so we'll start with rest day. Okay, so when to take a rest day? Oh, uh, like now, uh, like I know. Well, Craig and I talked off air. Like you've been using the Whoop. I've been using it for just over a year now. Um, so rest days are the way I see this is if you feel like you're going to come into the gym and you can't give it a good decent effort, that potentially is a rest day. Now I'm not saying just don't do anything. Um, but it might be just maybe do something pretty chilled out, like maybe go for a walk or maybe like a light little jog on a beach or something like that. But like just, it's just maybe do some yoga or mobility, just kind of something on the lower intensity side of things versus like, I'm just going to come into the gym and keep beating myself up. 
See, I'd, I would try and catch it earlier. So okay. a lot of people would get to the point where it's just like, yeah, I need to take a rest day. And often what will happen is you're right. Intensity will drop over day. So if you're like five days on day five, is probably not going to be as, you know, not pushed as hard on day five as day one. Sure. But if I go day one, day two, day three, and I'm dropping below like 85% intensity and I take the rest down day four and then I'm back to a hundred again versus if I go day one, day two, day three, day four, day five, and I'm down to like 70% effort. So when I go rest day and I start again, I've only recovered up to like 90% and mm-hmm. then it, it gradually decreases as the weeks go on versus like I said, take two or three days on, take a day off or do a recovery day or don't go full yeah. intensity on that day. I think that's kind of, I I very rarely do like five, six, seven days training no, in a row. God, I don't do that. I'm no. like two or three days on, but I try and, cr- and even, I don't even do the full class. Like, so class will have like a part A and a part B. I'll just do part A really, really hard. Well, after seeing this morning, I would just do the part A bit and you'd be, I'd still be on the floor now. And try and just survive. Yeah, try um, breathe. And then, but even regardless, even when it's like a fit workout, I'll still just like, I'm just gonna do like part A and just absolutely destroy part A. And yeah. then part B, some like accessory work stuff, which is fine, it's low intensity, you can kind of cruise with that. But just keep, like Simon said is, as long as you can hit it with intensity and meet the stimulus of the workout, if you feel like you're unable to do that, you probably endure a rest day. Yeah, and like, you know, you may, and I think people just get stuck in a schedule. Like you don't have to stick to your schedule. Like you're not going to go, I'm training five, six days a week. And it's like, well, who cares if you do or you don't like in essence. Um, but, exactly. wh- but like if, um, you know, just like Craig says like, Hey, you know, you normally do five days, you notice it like intensity's going down, you know, is, is the world going to end if you take two days off and you're going, wow, that was a hard workout and take a day off the next day. Not a problem at all, but it just, you're just going to be able to be consistent longer and that kind of digs into kind of the other side of it and that's just you know listening to your body because rest days unless your body are well and even overtrained it all kind of stem from that whole idea it's like you know everyone's got tools like we're wearing tools right now we got uh like fitness technology wearables and people got fitbits they got garments and, and things and those things are great but there's, there's just a way to be able to read s- a part of something that's going on in your body. Yeah, and it's a second opinion because yeah. nothing's gonna, no wearable or electronic device is gonna be able to more accurately determine how ready you are to train than your own awareness of yourself. So yeah. it's really important that you're not dependent on like, I love wearing the whip, I'm like on week three now and I'm absolutely loving it. Yeah. Um, the data seems to be really like reflective of how I actually feel. Like good. it's, it comes in like, it's got, oh, you've got 82% recovery. I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm gonna gonna go and hit this workout hard today. It's like, man, you're on 26 today. I'm like, yeah, I feel like shit as well. So it's actually indicative of what my heart rate is saying whilst I'm asleep. So having something like that is a good way to have a second opinion, but ultimately you need to know yourself. And I think listening to your body is, is not only knowing when to rest or when to take it easy, but knowing when you can push as well. So if you turn up and you're like, you're super jazzed up and you mm-hmm. go, I'm gonna go for this, I'm gonna really push this work, I'm, I'm good, so I'm primed, I'm ready. And you go for it and then you get into the workout and then all of a sudden three minutes in, you're like, oh, my elbow feels a bit clicky, like oh, I'm a bit stiff. It's like, maybe just take, take it down a couple gears and just yeah. understand that your body's saying, hey, you may feel great, but yeah, you're not, like, something doesn't feel right today, just, just ease off. And then that doesn't mean you need to take a rest day. And even what I was talking about before with the rest days, if it's like, 
Um, you can't meet the intensity. It doesn't mean you have to take a rest. You, like Simon said, you can come in and just do some biking or do some, even just do the same workout, but just half the reps and just, just come do and the hang same out. Thing. Or just come. You don't have to work out. This to gym hang is out. fucking cool to hang out in. Exactly. You don't have to work out to hang out. I almost missed the podcast. I was just talking to people in the last class. <laughs> um, no, but like <laughs> <laughs> episode fifty solo. Solo and then Craig's like, well, oh, okay. Where's Simon? Outside. <laughs> Craig just um, talking to himself. No, but the whole listen to your body thing, and you, we can start really, really simple with this thing. It's like, are you happy or sad? Like one, <laughs> like are you like these are simple emotion things. Are you angry? Are you feeling down? Are, are you when you wake up? Do you feel rested or feel like you've been hit by a truck? And these are like simple things. And then as you go out through your day, what's energy like? Do you feel like energetic? Like you can take on the world, or like fuck me, you got the whole weight on your shoulders. This is like generally yeah i am kind of talking about emotions and, and states and stuff like that but that that's that plays into overtraining a lot too yeah and that's all but that's really purely what listening to your body is it's just spending a bit of time and like i loved it with a whole life challenge a lot of it is just listening to yourself and being okay with that and going well like how do i feel like how does my body feel and it's just like you know, you take your car to get a service because i just got my car service the other day it's just you spending time a little bit a little time five, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, um, and just reflecting on what's going on. Like, how does my body really feel? And go like, oh, cool. It is, if you do, um, like maybe you've had a stressful week and you're like, wow, yeah, I actually, and you didn't really think about it because you just kind of like put the blinkers on and just go full tilt. And then when you really, when you actually have time to reflect on it, you're like, well, I feel very beat up. Um, you've been kind of snappy, you've been moody, your sleep's mm. been shit, and you're still coming to the gym and you're crushing yourself. So the whole idea of like listening to your body, just take the time to actually feel what's going on. And I think that's, at least in my head, when I hear, when I hear listening to your body, is that's basically it. And it just goes, and, and you said it perfectly, it's like you're coming to the gym, like you feel good. When you start moving around, like, oh man, this maybe feels like shit. So yesterday's workout uh, in the CrossFit class was squat cleans. Like maybe you start doing this, like, oh my shit, maybe my knee doesn't feel that good today. You can still do a power. Yeah, drop the weight, do power cleans, still have a good workout, yeah. still feel good, and, and use it as an opportunity yeah. to capitalize on recovering. And, or like, hey, you, you look at the workout yesterday. Yesterday in a CrossFit class, was three rounds of 15 clean, uh, no, uh, 10 clean, squat cleans, 15 burpees, 400 meter run. You come in and goes, I've had a shitty day at work. My boss yelled at me, or you had to fire someone, like whatever the case is. You're listening to your like it's you just had a shit day, and the next thing you do is I'm just gonna punish myself in the gym. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, gonna fucking throw uh, on my Yeah, so but hey, wh why don't you go a little lighter today? And I was like, just move, and I want it to be for quality. And it's that's you know from that's what a you know a good coach will always do. But then but you can take responsibility of your own training that way as well. Like you can come up to the coach and go, hey, I've had a shitty day. Would you mind if I went a little lighter today? Uh, and just kind of can I pace a workout and then like what a good coach will do we'll just really talk you through my like, cool well this is what we're going to try to do um, we're going to go a little bit lighter the burpees I want you to have a steady flow with the run I want you to really just focus on a steady pace that you can manage versus going too fast and then having to throttle back I'm like look if you get time cap today fuck it who cares for sure and then I think as well as people have the the idea that you if you're coming in especially to like a CrossFit gym or coming to base three that you have to slay yourself every single mm -mm. workout mm -hmm. that's not the fucking case at all like no. the amount of times that i've said to people this month because people have come back in and gone oh man i'm scared getting back into after christmas is just like take it easy this week like next two weeks just chill yeah enjoy it just move get back into it don't time anything just work for the duration of the class whatever whatever and i think that goes people underestimate 
what it's like to continually train for a period of three, six, 12 months, what the accumulative effect of that has on your body is that, like I mentioned earlier, talking about the rest days is your body breaks down, you you lose intensity because you're recovering and then you have a rest day in your back, but it doesn't reset fully every time. Imagine no. that over the span of one month, three months, six months. If you go six months and you're just having like one or two rest days a week for six months and your body's like, maybe you're not progressing in training or you're not recovering completely from workouts or you're just sore all the time is have a week or two weeks where you just come in and just do movement stuff or you just go walk in or you take your pause your membership for a week or just come hang out for a week because your body will thank that and i think people feel like they have to be if they've got a goal they have to work on it 24 7 365 and always be on yeah whereas there's no harm in taking like a recovery week or a deload no. week we force it in training we uh, we put easier weeks in and people usually end up just taking rest weeks but i think the is day to day or how many rest days take in a week and then a month and then how many weeks do you take off in a yeah. quarter and in a half a year and then the full year is like that's important too we all love training and training is amazing but you got to remember training is a stressor it it's it you're putting stress on your body and that's why when you wake up the next day and you're sore because your muscles like you've you've created like small trauma through training and that's you resting and sleeping and all those sort of things are those things that help repair everything so mm -hmm. if there's loads of stress in your life and then you're like i get it like training is a great outlet and it's amazing it's a good expression of movement and just to vent things but you do have to remember that training is a stress so if other things in your life maybe aren't where it could be from a sleep standpoint from just work stress or personal life stress like we also need to manage and kind of try figure those things out and like and we talked about this a few episodes ago like the best free legal performance <laughs> enhancing drug is sleep just sleep more like or, or if not and that's a big tough thing sleep better just picking those things and what i'll find is when you're sleeping better you listening to your body becomes highly tuned and yeah. it just means just like you're just more sensitive to things which i think is very 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 um powerful one thing i just want to add to that is uh just covering overtraining slightly yeah. is some like obviously sam went through a list of uh kind of emotional tech. and oh, states well, yeah. and tech as well but emotional um responses you can have to overtrain and knowing if you're feeling like um you got a shorter temper or you're tired or, or all those good things but i think physically as well i think it's worth mentioning things that usually if you're overtraining it's you're struggling to recover from it so if you yeah. usually would do one day's training and 24 hours let you're good to go again if you're still excessively sore and you don't seem to be recovering from training, maybe you're overtrained. Um, I feel like if you're uh, picking up injuries, mm -hmm. so if you say, oh, my wrist is a bit niggly, my elbow's a bit niggly, um, I had a bunch of these in my head and they all just slipped out. <laughs> yeah, so like in... Um, physical things to do with overtraining, what are they, Simon? Physical things, things. <laughs> um, yeah, so you said it'll say like little niggles, um, you feel like when you go come into the gym, you can't push. Like you're just moving, and like no matter like no matter how much one of us tries to push you, like nothing happens. Um, and then you even finish it. It's like you're just moving versus training with an intent, a purpose. Um, with that, like you're noticing, like um, 
little tweaks keep coming back. Maybe they're aggravated. Maybe it started with a right shoulder thing. Now it's an elbow thing. Um, maybe your hips starting to play up. Maybe your lower back keeps getting fried. And these are like little symptoms potentially of overtraining or just doing the same like as a movement you keep doing over and over again. And I just remember what my next one was the other Go one is uh, is lack of progress. Yes. If you oh, God, feel, yeah, yeah. if you are regressing yeah. or not improving and to to the point where there are times like oh I could do pull-ups like 2 weeks ago but now I can't do pull-ups mm-hmm. is you're probably not giving your body enough time to recover from the work to see the benefit from the work as well. Um and on the last episode the strength training episode Simon mentioned that the muscles grow they respond relatively quickly, but the yep. joints and the tendons and ligaments don't respond as quickly. Mm-hmm. So then if you're overtraining, you're not letting the joints recover and you're not improving the movement, movement improvement. Um, movement improvement. Um, and not giving the muscles enough time to recover, they're not going to develop an increase of strength. And, I get, and that's just, again, the body's battery not being able to recover fully to go back into it next time and then not getting the maximum uh, adaption to that training. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just wearables is to go back to this point again is I think everybody nowadays is so clued on to like we've mentioned it a bunch in this episode just tech like having a wrist wearable or some sort of tracker Craig's got two on right now I'm currently wearing two because <laughs> one's a watch <laughs> um, but I bang on it I've been banging about it non-stop since I got it and Simon I know has been a big proponent of the last year is is the whoop band I think is an amazing piece of kit um Garmin, if you've got a Garmin watch, especially the newer Garmin's have very similar optics to the work that take some of the same uh, measurements. So they still do body stress and body battery, which is the recovery. Or a free one is an app called HRV for training, as in HRV, then the number four training. And this, it's a bit of a pain in the ass because you've got to do it every morning and wake up, but it's a HRV measure and HRV is your, um, the heart rate variability. Between beats. The distance between beats Mm -hmm. and it's basically your body's, how quickly you can respond to activity and recover from activity and and the variability between your heartbeats. And it's a little, and it's a little questionnaire that it does every day, which is like the whoop, there's a subjective questionnaire. so that's a free one you can do as well. I did that for a while and that was giving me, and, it, and just being a bit more aware because it would say, hey, your HIV is lower than usual, your score's higher, whatever, whatever. And um, I think it's, it's also giving you an opportunity to, if we backtrack a little bit, to listen to your body. Like you take those few minutes to go, okay, well, how are you feeling this morning? And you're like, oh, okay, hold on. And then you're going through that and, and like the whoop or whichever thing you use is just giving you a little bit of data and to go, like for me this morning, it's been, I'm in red. It's like recovery. It's like, cool. So how, how do you feel you should train today? It's like, well, I'm tired. I haven't, I've had a couple of days of not the best sleep. So I had very little sleep. Um, and then, so it's like most probably if I was going to do something today, I'd just be more, a bit more chilled out. Whereas if I was in the yellow or the green, cool. And the reason, the big reason why I started using it is because I was doing seminars and uh, yeah, I'm doing quite a bit there and I'm moving around a lot, but like towards the end of the seminar, I'm like, why the fuck are my knees hurting more? And like just felt things felt stiff. And then when I got this thing, I noticed is like, well, since my brain's on seminar mode that over those two days, rest is not the best. Mm. And then sometimes I just come in and just start training the next day or, and then where, when I started using this, I was like, well, I've used almost the day after the seminar as a complete rest day. Yeah. And then from there I'll come in the next day, I'll, my training got better and be more consistent. Like I want to train. So it kind of just has this kind of layering on effect. Whereas I'm just getting a little bit of data to kind of see how things are going. But like some of these, I'm not checking all the time. I'm just going, well, oh, okay, I feel like this. And then when I look at it and goes, okay, I feel 
pretty similar. So it just gives me a nice little indicator for it. Because I think something you have to consider as well is we've all basically, we've just, we spoke a lot about resting, listening to your body and overtraining specifically for workouts. But mm. what are you taking into consideration all the other variables like what did you do through the day how much incidental activity have you had have you had a hard physically or emotionally stressful day and how much sleep did you get and all that plays a factor as well because if you're just doing one hard workout a day you have a relatively sedentary lifestyle and you get eight and a half hours of sleep every night you're probably going to be pretty good to go hard for an hour a day five days a week no problem yeah but then if you're doing an hour a day's training and you've got a very physically demanding job or you're up lecturing or teaching or you're a PE teacher have a physical job and you're only getting five hours of sleep you're probably going to struggle to do five hours of five classes a week okay so let, let's have a bit of fun so, so we'll look at simon's whoop this morning oh i was actually saying i'm whilst it, you're pulling that up i just what what i've had like i've had five hours sleep and i'm, I'm 85 percent recovered but this is great <laughs> like, i feel amazing no um but, but like, before you go into that one yeah. point i just want to compare this to is um the reason having i like having a second opinion from the whoop is because subjective, a subjective opinion of how you're actually feeling isn't always very accurate. Because sometimes you're like, yeah, I'm really fucking sore. I'm really sore. I'm overtrained or I need to take a rest day. When in reality, maybe it's like you just didn't eat enough calories yesterday yep. and you did a lot of lunges. So your glutes are burning. You're not injured. You're just like. Yeah, your muscles are sore. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, that's yeah. So. And people don't always have a great perception of what intensity is. So people will be like, yeah, I fucking crushed it today. So, well, actually you're only. <laughs> and if you look at their heart rate, you say, well, I actually never went above 120 yeah. beats a minute. And, so you can go and do more. And that's where like training hard or intensity is, is very relative. But, but then. You know, you got people like us who've been training for a long time. We know when it sucks. But then we have someone who's very deconditioned coming in and they get to like a taste of it. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. And I think we're like speaking for us personally is that like, we're yeah. pretty experienced. So it's easy to see if someone comes in and they only make it through half of the first minute of the 40 minute workout and they're fucked. You can tell it's like, no, this guy's generally done as much as he can for the day yeah. versus people that come in and be like, Oh no, I'm dead. I'm dying. But they're still sat on their phone talking to them. And I'm like halfway through. It's just like you you're you're dead. More. You're dying. You're still talking to yeah. me. This is not. Because just to give an example, so uh, I mean, I think I think it was just funny because Parker's in the club, the, the Whoop Club, and he comes. He's like, ah, and he's just getting really excited with the strain thing. So on Friday it was day one of the seminar. I hit 19.9 strain. Wow. I did not train. And that was me from lecturing, running the day, everything like that. I was I passed out by nine o'clock. Uh, and I didn't wake up till seven the next day. But but the, the whole idea is like, look, that's not training. Yeah, you're on forty four percent recovery. Yeah. Oh, that, that's from the weekend. Though. That was Friday, Saturday. Um, it was day two. I hit seventeen point two. Still think no training. Sunday, I just played golf. And then, but then I'm, I'm all, I was kind of thinking like. Am I that unfit now that my strangers just through the roof? That's what I mean. Like, <laughs> you can get like, I'm like, man, how does Simon get like a 19 strain? He's just playing golf. And then I, then I got like an hour of like really, what I perceive as really hard training. It's like, oh, you got 13. I'm like, what the fuck? But no, then this is, and these were my questions. Uh, I know we're getting into this now with data stuff, but with, with the whoop. And it was um, like, I'm coaching a class. Like, so I was coaching last night. I hit 13.8. And when I'm coaching, my heart rate's getting up to like 150, 160. And I'm going, what the fuck is going on? I peaked up this morning. Yeah, so. yeah, okay. So wait, today, where am I at? Highest my heart rate got today, 117. 117? Yeah. 
Oh, sorry, sorry. Highest. <laughs> Peaked at. 133 was the highest. Okay, one. And that was at 6.45am. That's probably when Scott was at his, like, his highest calories on his bike and I got the most excited. Uh, 165. So is that you are super out of shape or are you just super excitable in classes? Both. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up there. That's 40 good minutes. So we probably should have took it up to 50 minutes for the 50th episode. No, because oh. then when we get to a thousand minutes, it'll be a fucking long episode. Never. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, amazing, guys. Thank you so much for listening to us for Talk Shit for the last 50 episodes. It's probably like at least 35 hours worth of talking we've done. Let's, so. Now's the climb to 100. To what? Climb to 100 episodes. What about 100? Climb to 100. Climb That's to 100. 200. Say, oh, oh, what? <laughs> so yeah, the climb to 100. Um, yeah, as always, like thank you so much for your support and for listening in. Um, I know we put out to ask for listener questions, but we will answer questions anytime. So if you do yeah. ever have questions, fire those across. Um, and then keep your ears peeled and we'll have a lot of exciting stuff coming over the next couple episodes. Boom. Thanks again. Take care. Bye.